Ariel Marx is a composer and multi-instrumentalist who scored films like The Tale, To Dust, and Edward James Olmos's The Devil Has a Name. She's also a Sundance Film Music and Sound Design Lab Fellow. This episode, we premiere Ariel's new piece, Somnambulist, and discuss short films, composing with the violin, and sleepwalking. Stick around. Welcome to Chamber House. Ariel, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So you were just a fellow at the Sundance Music and Sound Design Lab, and this year it was obviously quite different. So it was all virtual. Um, so, you know, usually a group of the group of fellows go up to Skywalker Lab and all kind of stay there and, and get their own studios. And it all happens in one place on that magical land up there up north. But this time we did it from our own studios. And, you know, to be honest, it was um, there were a lot of advantages to that in terms of already knowing exactly how our studio works, knowing exactly what samples we love to use, having all our instruments at our disposal. So in a way, the creative process was super streamlined as to comparing, you know, going up there and and figuring out a new studio. But it also allowed us to get a lot of guests that usually wouldn't be able to come because of travel restrictions or, you know, they have kids or they can't take that long away or whatever. So we actually had a really full plate with mentors and and speakers, but it was a really great experience. I think my favorite was working with uh, really closely with a Skywalker sound designer. So often in the film process, there's just not enough time to work back and forth with the sound designer all that many times. And and oftentimes you're lucky if you're even introduced to them in the first place. (laughs) It really opened my eyes to the benefit if there is the opportunity to starting on ground level with a sound designer continually throughout the process, sending things back and forth. So you guys are creating something together and not two things that lay on top of each other. You've done a lot of short films. And I was wondering what to you is the merit of doing uh, so many shorts? I went to grad school in New York and there are tons of film schools there. I mean, you know, when I was in school there and teaching there later, it was just a great way to get exposed to so many different filmmakers, especially filmmakers that are in these top film schools. They're very serious about pursuing their careers. And so it's been an investment I've done in these artists and these filmmakers. And and many of them have gone on to do wonderful things and brought me with them. So, you know, there's so many different ways to get into this industry. And I've found my own way to do this is to just work with as many people as possible. And we all kind of bring each other up with each other. And it's just, you know, investing in each other for, uh, for, for the future. Now, you have a couple scores, one for a film called Shiva Baby, which premiered at TIFF this year, which you mess around with a lot of really interesting aleatoric violin textures and sounds. What's it like approaching a score like that, thinking with violin being your primary instrument? It's a really good question, and I definitely approach it differently for different scores, but for Shiva Baby, it was very clear that we wanted a very textural, aleatoric, spare score that was utilizing all these sounds on violin and kind of pushing the instrument as far as it could. And it was purely starting with textures that would then build on top of each other. So I would be in, I was improvising with myself constantly, which was so great. And it's just, you react to your own 
kind of spontaneous creations. And so that was really neat because it wasn't so mapped out. It was really kind of impulsive. And of course, there was editing afterwards, but it was very much just first pass, informing second pass, informing third pass. So that was really just very improvisational and very textural. And, you know, when it comes to more melodic stuff, and I know that I'll be recording with an ensemble, you definitely have to have it more mapped out. And in that way, it's actually much easier to start on the keyboard. And I don't necessarily use piano sounds. I mean, I'll trigger it with a keyboard, but I think for some people, and it's I'm very much true for me, that the sound of the instrument you're playing completely informs your impression of the melody and how it's hitting you. I try to not always start with piano. I'll maybe start with a synth or start with percussion or start with some, just to kind of free up this pattern of, of always hearing things on piano first. Because I think you end up tossing away ideas otherwise if you are starting the same way every time. I mean, speaking to that too, you have a string quintet album that's coming out. How did you approach writing for it? Did you start with violin knowing it was going to be four strings or was it more from the perspective of piano? Yeah, so I have an album coming out um, in a couple of weeks called Luthier, and that being the name of a craftsperson who creates the instrument and is in the workshop putting the pieces of wood together. The whole album was conceived as something as a love letter to this instrument, essentially. I really wanted to give myself the parameters of writing within a specific musical ensemble, and I just can't begin to gush enough of how versatile strings can be. And this album was just an exploration of some of my favorite techniques, melodic and textural. Because I knew the ensemble that I wanted to write for, I definitely started, I mean, I did write it on piano, but very much thinking as a string player, so not kind of riffing ideas pianistically, but very much thinking about how it would be emulated in the strings. And it's something that I kind of made a promise with myself to continue doing, and future albums will be different aesthetically, to just continually put out work that is not associated with film, but continually, you know, stoking that fire of who you are as a composer outside of anything else. What is your voice um, when you don't have a story, when you don't have a director, when you don't have producers? What is it that you just want to say without anything else interacting with it? Yeah, and it becomes especially difficult, I feel like, for composers, because our success hinges on the success of the films in which we work, or our artistic voice hinges on that. To me, it's so encouraging to see when composers as prolific as yourself are taking time away from that and writing for themselves. One of the reasons I'm so drawn to writing for film is because I do love that collaboration. I love being influenced in that way. I love being given a story and given performances and given creative direction. And how do I react with that? And, you know, working with feedback and, you know, growing together on a collaborative project. That's definitely where I find a huge amount of fulfillment as an artist. But I think we all would do well to remind ourselves of the artists we are unto ourselves and, you know, what is our home base? What are the aesthetics I'm drawn to? Not the aesthetics of the film, not the aesthetics of anything else, but to just continue to build up an identity of who you are. And I think that only comes from spending time with yourself as a as an artist. I want to talk about your piece, and I'm probably not going to pronounce it correctly. Is it somnambulist? That way or somnambulist? Yes, a sleepwalker. Okay. Do you sleepwalk? <laughs> well, I used to as a child, and I have some pretty funny stories about that. But where the concept came from, you know, I just, I feel like a year came and went. March was 
so long ago, but it just felt like it went by in a snap in some ways. You know, my perception of time has really been warped. So I kind of is giving a sense of sort of sleepwalking through this time and kind of going through the peaks and valleys of feeling really creatively stoked, feeling like I'm really grateful I have stuff to work on. I'm really excited creatively. There's a lot of extra time to spend creatively, Um, but also the sadness that comes along with detachment and just how completely changed our lives are. So that was the baseline concept that I wanted to start with of just sort of sleepwalking through this time and and finding moments of, of joy and sadness in it too. Ariel, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. And now... Somnambulist by Ariel Marks. Somnambulist was written and performed by Ariel Marks. Chamberhouse is produced by Dabney Morris. See you next time.